Welcome to Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. I'm Greg. And I'm Erin. We've been married for 31 years. We're marriage counselors and we lead the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. Greg, we get to talk about the marriage assessment today. We love the marriage assessment that is a tool that's here at Focus on the Family and it's free. Yeah, and what it's really doing is it's helping to identify what are your strengths as a couple and what are some growth areas. So as we took this, you know, our our strength as a couple, there's three of them that really stood out for me. The one is that uh, our lifelong commitment is extremely solid because that matters to us. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. were, I always say to you, hey, I'm with you till the end. Yeah. Well, it's looking at, you know, lifelong commitment is a value that we have that we'll work through whatever it is um, as we journey through this thing called marriage. Yeah. Another one was positive communication. And really what that's getting at is, are we taking time to really explore the inner life that's going on for us? And so in other words, instead of worrying about to-do lists and tasks and, you know, all this kind of work talk, are we taking time to to investigate how are you feeling? You know, what's stressing you out? What are you dreaming mm-hmm, about? What mm-hmm. are your fears? Mm-hmm. So it's really going after the inner life. We do that. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. about that on a regular basis that mm-hmm. we're always looking for that 10-minute kind of time frame every day to do that. Yeah. And then another strength is friendship and connection. That is something that we have built over the years. I was looking for healthy conflict management on our strengths but I don't see that. I know it was on mine, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't Maybe on mine. However, you answered it, hmm. dropped it down for us as a couple. No, I mean that yeah. continues to. Yes, I think to, that will always be yeah. a growth area. Well, and again, what's cool about the assessment is this: because we're showing growth areas, it's not saying like, "Hey, that's a one on a zero to ten mm-hmm. scale. You're mm-hmm. horrible at doing that." You might be really high in all ten of these areas. But it's still going to take your bottom three mm-hmm. and say these are the areas for you guys uniquely right. that you really need to focus on. So for us, it was saying, yeah, keep paying attention to conflict, how to repair conflicts as, as they happen. You know, physical intimacy, so sex. You mm-hmm. know, again, as, as we each go through different seasons, as we get older, we're always having to learn just how, how do we keep prioritizing that, mm-hmm. you know, with busy lives and you know we still have annie who's at home annie who travels with us now right. <laughs> that can get in the yes. way yeah so we're always having to figure out new ways to mm-hmm. be creative around mm-hmm. that area of our marriage and then as well shared responsibilities which we've done so much work on yeah. that's what i i look at all three of those areas and go we have not ignored yeah um, those growth areas so i would guess that they absolutely have come up as far as the score, yeah. that we're not bottoming out. <laughs> no, not at all. And again, that's the beauty of this sort of an assessment is we can take this on a regular basis mm-hmm. just to check in. It's a good reminder. When I saw mm-hmm. household responsibilities, it just caused me to do exactly what you did. I'm like, ah, oh, I thought we'd been doing so much better. But mm-hmm. it was just a reminder of going, doesn't mean it's a negative right. in our relationship. It well, just, we all have growth areas. Yeah. We're always learning how to divide up responsibilities mm-hmm. because that, that changes based mm-hmm. on as we move in and out of different seasons. So, I mean, it, it made sense in in my mind. And again, this is a free assessment. It's going to show you your top strengths 
And so keep doing those. It's going to show some growth areas. So mm-hmm. it doesn't imply that, oh, you're horrible in these areas. But it just means think about these three things. Well, we've got some great segments coming up. Later on, Erin and I are going to tackle some conversation starters, which we love doing. We'll also hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know how she and her husband can build relationships with other couples. But first, we had a great conversation with Chad and Tori Masters about their results from their marriage assessment. They're influencers and hosts of the podcast Mornings with the Masters. Let's listen to the conversation we had with Chad and Tori. Well, we thought we'd start first. You guys took the the focus marriage assessment, so yes. so we'd love to to ask. You know, what are first of all, what did you see or find out were some of your strengths as a couple? I think we're just really awesome at everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they were all off the charts, yeah. all in green. Oh, Good. We no, believe that. I, I will say this though, and not to get ourselves a pat on the back, but we, you know, obviously we take marriage very seriously. Yeah. Uh, we think it's something that you should take seriously in order to do well in it. And it was fun. Almost like it almost felt like we took our car into the shop just for like a routine maintenance. Yeah. And in like the person was like, "Hey, actually, your your oil's fine. Your your fuel levels, <laughs> everything's good. everything's looking okay." <laughs> I think the one area that maybe we struggled in is. I don't want to say like roles regarding like housework, yeah. but like the lack of communication or, or things that we were expecting each other to do or like lack of, um, what's it called whenever you tell someone to do something um, or you like ask them like, hey, I'm going to delegate this portion of it. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the weak point, but everything else honestly felt really like it felt like where it was a good check-in for yeah. us. No, I agree. It was funny too, because Chad took it by himself. So I didn't know any of his answers, uh-huh. but then- we were honestly, we were laying in bed and we were taking it. And so he was asking me the questions and then I was answering and I was, I felt myself, well, what did you say for this one? (laughs) What did you say for this one? (laughs) And then we kind of like talked through it too, which was really fun. Yeah. Which is actually, I would argue that that's probably one of the best parts of taking any sort of assessment is that that often it it inspires those kinds of conversations. Mm -hmm. If nothing more, you're going, yeah, how did we do? We did really well. And you're like, okay, we're we're doing it. The hard work's paying off. But it also allows you to ask, yeah, so what on this one, this question, what did you say? Yeah, and the research actually shows that taking a marriage assessment improves your marriage and improves the satisfaction in your relationship. So that's super exciting. And you guys were able to talk through some of the strengths and the, you know, how these other things that we can grow in. And specifically with the roles and responsibilities, I'm a marriage counselor and I hear about that all day long. Who's doing what? (laughs) One person feeling taken advantage of. I'm at home all day and you come home or we're both at work all day and there's so much to do. And so you're not alone. Yeah. And I think what's a little bit different for Chad and I is we both work from home together. Hmm. And so it's a little bit different than, I mean, we were even kind of talking about this when it comes to like spiritual intentionality in terms of like, are we in particular like 
are we doing devotion together? Are we like intentional about that? But it's like, okay, we do have a daily devotional podcast together every day. You're not leaving <laughs> for work. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like our dynamic yeah. is slightly different because it's not like, hey, let's make sure we get this done before you leave for the day. Right. That way we're on the same page when you get back home later. We really kind of do have like check-ins throughout the day or as things come up or as I need help with Micah or he's having a hard time. It's like, we're very much a team in a lot of aspects. Mm. Um, I do say like housework, it's, it's very interesting because postpartum, mm. I think uh-huh. that that was an interesting season because I just genuinely wasn't able to do what I was used to doing. And so mm. it was kind of tough navigating, getting back into the routine of doing everything that I used to do. Mm. And so he really like picked up a lot of that slack, but then I kind of got used to him picking up the slack. And so <laughs> yeah. now I'm like, okay, I need to get back <laughs> in the routine yeah. of doing all that again. Yeah. It's definitely, I, I think the, I didn't realize how big of a hold that can really have on you um, to go back just quickly to what, Tori was saying, I do think that that's one of our greatest strengths and it could be our biggest liability is working together because obviously, you know, like there's times where I love wife Tori, but colleague Tori, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, and I, by the way, I know she feels the same about me. So, and so, but also one of the great parts about it is, is that if we're off, then we have to squash it. Yeah. Like we have to. We cannot mm-hmm. film anything. If we're like slightly off, I'm like, yeah, I can't fake it. We yeah. gotta yeah. we gotta figure this out. And so it does work to our favor in that way. But when it came time to answer some of those questions, like I said, I that was probably as I was taking the assessment, I thought, well, this is a weird question to have in here. And there uh-huh. was like 10 of them. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, why does this question keep happening? And then I started to notice that that was the one question I was unhappy to answer yeah you know, all the other ones i'm like you know how's everything okay. going i'm highly blessed and favored you know what i mean <laughs> or, or i'm blessed and highly favored you know and that one i was like i think i i think i was resistant to it because i felt the tension yeah and um i think that i was and this is you know you said you're a counselor you're not going to invoice us right no <laughs> yeah how, how long is this yeah. call so, y'all thought this was know. a podcast yeah. i am on a couch right here now for, for counseling would you mind laying down and putting yeah. your feet up yes he's already doing yeah. that I, so I think the thing that kind of revealed in me is that I, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of people say, it's like, I want a marriage is 50, 50, you know what I mean? And it's right. like, I, I, okay, I get the sentiment, but, um, I think what I was doing is, is I was allowing the extra stuff that I do for our family regarding handling, say finances or doing things like, you know, picking up the mail from our mailbox, which is, you know, it's, it's a, it's at a different location, right? And some other things like that, like grocery shopping, I think I was allowing that stuff to be like, okay, I did mine. Now, you know, the dishes are right there, Uh you know, and I don't think that's healthy. I was doing that, but those questions did expose maybe some of the hidden little pieces of resentment that I was having in this season. Cause right now our house is just, I'm sure you guys are familiar with this, you know, our house is just like, feels like it's falling apart every day. Yeah. So what's hilarious is like during his nap times, house looks great. During his wake windows, it goes haywire. And we're talking about Chad during his nap yes, times? Is that yes, what we're talking 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I would kill for a nap. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. And so I do think that that, that pointed out maybe a lapse in our conversation or yeah. in, in Tornice communication because the expectation. Yeah. yeah. If you just want to, if you want to unpack our dirty laundry right now, I Speaking think of, we um, probably need to do laundry too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that who does the laundry? <laughs> you can well, multitask it. You start yeah. fold, folding uh, away as we're talking. 
You know, what's funny is the dishes are right there in your face. You know, oh, yeah. like yeah. you see the dishes, they're frustrating. You like need to get them done. The laundry is like hidden away. And so I, <laughs> this is actually so TMI, but I won't really realize that I need to do laundry until I have no more underwear yeah. left. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> when I have no more underwear left, <laughs> it means it's time. it's time to do laundry. <laughs> and what Tori doesn't know is that I secretly start hiding them whenever I need my laundry done. And she's like, oh, I'm out of underwear. I guess I better do all, everyone's laundry. It's brilliant. Yeah. Listen, yeah. okay. You, you just changed my life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I used to do well. The first time I I started doing laundry when early, early in our marriage, you know, like when I do laundry, you wash it all together, colors, white, just all of it, and you throw it all instantly into the dryer. Oh, like yeah, I didn't even I didn't well. understand mm-hmm. why they had anything hanging available to hang something in a laundry room. Like that was always a mystery to me until I shrank all your stuff. Yes, but now you hang everything. I do. Things that I'm like, oh, you could put that in the dryer, but... um, I'm too paranoid. I know, I don't want to tell you to put anything in the dryer. (laughs) Well, I think think the biggest shock for me coming into marriage was he was so good at doing all of these things before marriage. And so in my head, I was like, but you did... But you did your own laundry before, so wait, why? Well, babe, I, why do I have to do it now? And that, now it's, it's that scripture: saying. "He who finds a wife receives a good thing, receives it's favor true. from the Lord." And that's I, I didn't understand what that favor looked like. I thought it was one thing, maybe something else. <laughs> you thought it was her doing <laughs> yeah. favors for you, like laundry. See, yes. I was like, "Hey, you that doing makes sense. Yeah. yeah, are you wanting to do me a favor?" And so I will say this: I saw this video the other day, and I'm someone who I would like to say I give people trust early on, but I probably don't. I probably start off. More more skeptical, mm-hmm. which not like unhealthy skeptical, more like, hey, let's let's learn more. I'm more of a curious skeptical. Mm-hmm. And there was this video I saw pop up and it was like, you know, this TikToker or Instagrammer teaching relationship stuff, which is like what we all do now, right? And this person was just like, when it comes to being married and you know who does the chores you need to live like you're single and I was like red flag like this is not good I don't know what this person's teaching I'm gonna report this for false fake news you know what I mean? and no I, I kept listening and the person said if you didn't have a spouse who would do the laundry if you didn't have a spouse who would do the dishes it would be you so that's what they were saying is live like you're single in that capacity where if you know, you're putting this, um, you know, most likely unspoken expectation on somebody mm-hmm. that you should do for yourself, which is exactly what Tori was saying. I used to do all that <laughs> stuff on myself. And actually I used to do it kind of well. I had a whole system with how I did the whites, how I did the dark darks, how I did the, the lighter darks. <laughs> yeah. If I did jeans, I had a whole thing and it worked really well. But then I get her and I'm like, I forgot how to do everything. <laughs> Help me. Well, I so appreciate Tori and Chad and their honesty. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, seriously, it's refreshing just to hear other people are willing to be transparent and honest totally. about the good, yes. the bad, the ugly mm-hmm. within marriage, and yet who are so committed to growing mm-hmm. and just their willingness to take the marriage assessment. Mm-hmm. And remember, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't go over the results with them mm-hmm. until we were actually doing the interview. Mm-hmm. And so, as you have an opportunity to take this free marriage assessment. Again, we'll put the the link in the show notes. You know, it it sometimes can create tension as far as, you know, receiving feedback as you Mm -hmm. discuss the different items and how you answer them. Well, there's going to be strengths of the relationship, but then also growth areas. And so as you navigate talking about 
the results of the assessment, it's important to recognize there's different ways that we can offer feedback. For example, let's say on ours, it talked about, you know, one of our growth areas is managing conflict. So it's all about how do we talk about that from each of our perspectives in a way that creates safety, that we can offer feedback and receive feedback in a way that's not critical, demeaning. Really, when you when you think about offering feedback, it's recognizing we can, I always like to use the analogy of, you know, yards, but kind of like, you know, there's a fence that separates yards, correct? And if there was a gate with a doorbell on it, on each side of the fence, and if I rang the doorbell and you opened your side of the gate, I could always say, hey, are you open to hearing some feedback? I can see something over in your yard that's concerning to me, or maybe even impacting me, but are you open to hearing that? And I always tell my couples that when you're making a request, you might hear a yes or a no. There's no guarantee that you're going to say, yeah, come on in. I want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) You might, but it's all in how I present it. And even if I present it very, very well, you might still say no, then I've got to deal with that and manage me and then maybe revisit that conversation later on. So it's really offering it tentatively And this is what I'm noticing. And this is my perspective. What's your perspective? And allowing it to be a two-way conversation that not one of us is dominating or running over the other individual. Yeah. Well, just to let you know, if you were my neighbor, I would always invite you over Uh, for some toast or something. Yeah. Well, because often what we do is we'll go into our neighbor's yard and start demolishing it. Yeah. You know, and you think about... (laughs) Or start doing the work yourself. Yeah. Or like in real life, like if I went to my neighbor's house and said, you know, I don't really like the rocks you have in your yard, so I'm going to dig those up and lay mulch or lay sod. And because I like grass, yeah. I want to see grass when I look out my window. What is what's the neighbor going to say? You probably will spend some time in the back of a police Correct. vehicle. But yet we so often feel like we have the right yeah. to show up in our spouse's yard and start demolishing it and blowing it up. Or we simply we call them drive bys where we just drive by and we launch something over the wall and it blows up, the grenade blows up on the other side, and we're not there to have a two-way interaction about it. So it's, you know, really all in how you do this. Well, it's honoring and respecting the fact that I am responsible for my yard, Mm -hmm. you're responsible Mm -hmm. for yours. Thus, I like what you're saying. Use the phrase, may offer some feedback. Mm -hmm. Because what you're not doing is, hey, let me tell you the way it is, or you're, you know, making a demand. You need to do Mm -hmm. this or that. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, what's been so helpful um, within our relationship, because I, I, this will shock you. So I know it's going to be surprising that I get a little defensive at times when you offer feedback. Never. I know, I know it's surprising. But for me, what really helps me to not jump into the defensiveness, because mm-hmm. I think what I'm doing is when I get defensive, I'm basically saying that you are my source of truth. Mm-hmm. And I don't like whatever you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so I need to defend against that. I need to debate that. I need mm-hmm. to prove to you that how you feel or what you think isn't true. And so it's giving you the power to, in my mind, 
to be my source of truth, which is is never fair to you because mm-hmm. you're not right. the source of truth. It, it's not demeaning or marginalizing how you feel or what you think or your perspective or perception of a situation. But what, what I've learned to do, I wish I would do it consistently, is in those moments when you're giving me feedback, if I can, in my mind, just say to myself, okay, remember, she's not your source of truth, so just listen. And then I'll take what you say, and I can go to the Lord right. and find out what, what his truth is. Mm-hmm. And and I've just consistently experienced over our, the years together that, that when I take something that you are saying to me to him and let him convict me or give me perspective or give me a peace, mm-hmm. that, that it goes so much differently because then I don't have to in the moment defend against you. I can just receive it and then take that to the Lord. Well, if you want to go deeper with your spouse around household chores, then check out the Focus on the Family broadcast that Aaron and I did. We love talking about this, and we want to help you and your spouse open up your communication around this topic. Yes, and all the details will be in the show notes. So now is the time in our show that we're going to do some conversation starters, one of my favorite segments. You know, we're because we're constantly changing as individuals, this is just such a great way to stay current and attuned to how are we evolving with our thoughts, our feelings, our desires. Yeah, this is really about rediscovering each other, which is why we're we're just huge proponents of this idea of really finding questions, asking each other, because we're always learning something. So it really prevents complacency. It just helps us to stay connected. So mm-hmm. we've got a little blue bucket here between us. So we have not looked at these. So I just looked at the first well, one. You, then you cheated, but go ahead. No, then because I'm going to go first. Greg, what is the best gift I've ever given you and why is it so special? Well, your love language is giving gifts. And so you have done this so much that now I'm going, gosh, of all the gifts you've ever given me, you know, probably the one that I would pick. Um, so you, no one probably knows this about me, but one of my hobbies, I love to collect old sports antiques, especially football, basketball, pre 1930s. So I've got a really cool collection. Mm-hmm, you do, in and, fact. And known, so there's been times that you have, have surprised me with, you know, a, an old antique, you know, something that I really like and, and why I've loved that so much is because it's that you're you're really paying attention to what matters to me, mm-hmm. and then you're investing in something that that I really really value. And mm-hmm. so I I love that because a lot of times you know mm-hmm. like for a Christmas or for a birthday I'll send you a link to right. hey I saw this you know on eBay whatever, and and you'll get it. But there's been a couple times where you've surprised me, and that mm-hmm. that has just meant the world because you've worked so hard to do something that I really, really love. You, you, you got me remember, I don't know if it was a birthday or anniversary, not too long ago, but you got a, there, there was an old trophy. So think of like an old trophy cup that you'd get mm-hmm. from, you know, winning a sports, you know, mm-hmm. championship or something. And you found it, it was a lamp. So someone had taken this old trophy and made mm-hmm. it into a lamp. Was it the first one or the second one? <laughs> you did. You got in a little bit of a rut of giving me lamps. Well, but the I love first it. one didn't come when it came in the mail. It wasn't as good as the one I had seen. And so 
when I traveled back to where I saw the original one that gave me the idea, I bought that one too. Wow. That's what I was actually, as you were talking, I was like, it's not the lamp. You're not going to say the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. The, the light came on for me here yes. as I was thinking yes. about that and remembered. So what's the most romantic thing that I've ever done for you? Hmm. I would say it would be be the well two things come to mind one when I was very pregnant with our third child our son Garrison I think it was right around our was it our 10th anniversary and you took my my wedding ring my original wedding (laughs) ring and had it reset do you remember how I got it though your, how I got you to give me your wedding ring? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I made up some stupid story. There was like this new tradition oh, yeah. or something about wearing the wedding ring around uh-huh. your neck, and uh-huh. you thought I was insane. Yeah. yeah, but at that point, my hands were so swollen, I probably yeah. couldn't wear the wedding <laughs> ring anyway. But I'll never forget feeling so pregnant and having you recommit to me during that time was just such a blessing and you gave me a ring that actually went on my hand not around my neck because i was very nervous well i'm sure like you felt giving me an an antique Mm because they're so personal Mm -hmm. that trying to surprise you know you Mm -hmm. with a ring i was so scared but but you ended up really yeah. liking it. But then for our 25th, we renewed our vows. That's right. And you had the first two um, rings set into one. So then I had one ring with all um, of the memories tied together. And we had a renewing of our vows with our kids. And that was super, super special and romantic. So I'll start thinking about our 50th and what, what I'll about do. <laughs> 40. <laughs> Or how about 35th? <laughs> we are at 31. So 50 Maybe 33 so is a nice far. round, you how about know, or odd number. Yeah. So, Greg, out of all the date nights we've experienced together thus far, which one has been your favorite and why? These are harder ones. These are. Because we have to remember. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the, the point. <laughs> yeah. I, I like we here. So we live in Colorado Springs. And so we have a a little Broadway theater uh, that comes through about four times a year. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's my favorite date night that, that we do because we mm-hmm. get dressed up, you know, we'll save up, go have a really nice meal, mm-hmm. go to the theater, watch this really cool Broadway play. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a fun. Cause that it is fun. It's something different. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. think about that. You're right. It's something very, very different. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love that. Well, Aaron, what about, what are some things that I've done for you in the past that really made you feel loved? Hmm. I will say it's so funny because I was even thinking about it this morning. Life has been really busy for me right in this season. And uh, ugh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, you just continue to bless me by taking care of things that I usually would take care of. And I can't because I'm up until midnight writing a paper (laughs) because I'm currently working on my doctorate. And this morning I was making the bed because you usually do that. And I didn't roll out of bed until after you (laughs) left after being up so late. Yeah, I would have made it, but, you know, 
It would have been lumpy because you would have still been in bed. That would have been weird. Yeah, because yeah, the dog was there too. Nice. But it, I just, it just hit me like, oh, thank God. He is so willing to step in hmm. and do these things because that is a gift hmm. to me. And it's. I just want you to know it's seen. Mm, thank you. Yes. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And you did that for me when I when I went through that whole process. You yeah. did all that stuff for me. Yeah, life's just a little bit more complicated now than <laughs> it was back then. <laughs> um, I get to ask the last one. Maybe. Maybe you're going to do a third, too. But I really want to ask this one. Greg, in what ways do you feel blessed in our marriage? What ways do I feel blessed? Um, you know, I'm grateful for our commitment to growing mm-hmm. our marriage. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that that we both have that mindset that none of this will happen. Like 31 years won't happen accidentally. It, it's because we, we choose to keep growing. And, and that feels like such a blessing because this adventure that we're on called marriage, you know, I, I want to keep the connection strong. I want to keep learning and growing and having fun and in every bit of what the adventure means mm-hmm. in my mind. And and I love that that we both feel committed mm-hmm. to that. And I know it, it's not perfect and we'll have seasons. Mm-hmm. Remember, I think it was last week I texted you going, Hey, do you want to have dinner tonight? Because I don't feel like I've, or maybe it was lunch, something. Oh, right. Cause I was like, I mean, we've had just this steady stream of people <sighs> yeah. and I don't, you know, I'm missing you. Like what, yes. you know, what's going on in your life, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I love that we pursue just continuing to grow in our marriage. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one. Oh, what, okay. what, what three things have you done in our marriage that you're most proud of? Ooh, that I've done? Yeah, or maybe just one. What's something that you've done inside of our marriage that you're proud of? Persevered. (laughs) (laughs) No, that sounds negative, but it is 31 years. There's the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm -hmm. And when I stood at the altar 31 years ago, I had no idea Mm -hmm. because I was thinking we were entering into romantic bliss. And very quickly we realized that's not quite (laughs) how it was going to go, but it doesn't go that way for anyone. And the key is to persevere and grow kind of like you were just saying, and kind of develop that grit. Yeah. And so it is knowing what I know today, I would do it all over again. I would just be more prepared (laughs) for what I was signing up for. But the, the bottom line, what I'm most proud of is who we are today. I love that. And I appreciate that perspective. And as you guys, again, grab the link in the show notes that will have links to conversation starters. Because, again, we don't rehearse this. <laughs> Our producer, Katie, just puts a blue bucket and we just draw from that. And, and what I what I love, it's just a great reminder of the power of reminiscing. Because a lot of what we talked about today was all about things that had happened or things that we're most proud of. Gifts and date nights and mm-hmm. all that. And there's a power in reminiscing. You know, when we do that, it makes me go, we are, we're, we're pretty good together. Mm-hmm. And, and so do that. Really go grab that link, download those conversation starters. And when you guys are walking or you're sitting at the dinner table or you get to go out on a date night, mm-hmm. pull these out. We do that. I, I have them on my phone. They're in the notes section of my phone and I can easily access them because they're just fun. Things mm-hmm. that we normally wouldn't talk about. So we just encourage you grab those 
those questions and enjoy reminiscing together. Well, now we're going to move on to our weekly Q&A, and this is the part of the show where we get to answer your burning questions about marriage. Please send us your questions. You can click the link in the show notes or go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com and click the button on the side of our show page to leave us a voicemail. And if it gets answered on our show, we're going to send you a copy of our book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets to a Lifelong Romance, for free as our way of saying thank you for listening and reaching out to us. Well, today's question comes from Hope, and here's the voicemail that she sent in. Hi, Greg and Aaron. My husband and I are newly married after dating long distance for the past two years. Now that we're together, we are attempting to build friendships with other married couples. However, this has caused some struggles because a lot of the relationships are ones where either he is very close to them and I'm just getting to know them for the first time or the other way around. And while both of us are both very friendly individuals and can get along with anyone, we have found it to be a struggle because they're not necessarily somebody that we might connect with on a personal level. So we were wondering if you had any tips or suggestions for building solid friendships with other married couples. Thanks. Well, thank you, Hope, for calling in and leaving us your voicemail, because it sounds like you guys are in a season of transition after dating long distance and being married for two years, really trying to figure out how do we make couple friendships um, together? How do we do this in a way that works for both of us? So that can be really, really hard. Yeah, it's hard for us. I mean, there's times that you really like her or mm-hmm. I really like mm-hmm. him in, in finding kind of that, that quote unquote perfect couple to where we both like both spouses. <laughs> of I mean, course, I'm usually easy. the one that brings these that people home as the extrovert. Because I hate um, people. Yeah, so why as, would I even want to like, connect I even like hearing that like, hey, I liked that, that guy. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you did? <laughs> you do? <laughs> well, in, in hope, I would encourage you start. I mean, maybe this feels like, okay, this is, you know, too specific, but I would even start with what is your goal for having another couple to spend time with? Mm-hmm. Is it is it simply to, to have fun or is it to bust out of a rut? Is it to blow off some steam? Maybe seeking advice. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a, a, a longing to have a deeper spiritual relationship with another couple. And mm-hmm. I think why that's important is, is that'll help give you a clear sense of how to evaluate this other couple. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for us, Aaron, there's plenty of times we're like, man, we just want another couple to go have fun with. Mm-hmm. We just crave that long for that. So that that's who we're looking for. Yeah. And you can you can even think through it, um, like pick several different types of couples, maybe one that's older, like a Paul, a peer couple, you know, in the same season as you, like a Barnabas or even a younger couple, um, a Timothy, maybe a couple that's dating. And, you know, just recognizing that each of those couples are going to play a different purpose in your relationship, because not all couples are going to be fun and not all couples are going to be deep spiritually and not all couples are going to be couples that 
um, you play games with and just connect with. So it's just going, okay, what is the purpose of this? Well, we need an older couple because they've been through things and we can ask them yeah, like, we want that wisdom. yeah, how, how did you guys work through this? Or peer couples like, hey, we're dealing with this. Are you guys dealing you with that? Us, yeah. yeah. Or a younger couple that you can pour into. Yeah. And, and again, we're not saying that this is easy, but that's mm-hmm. really helped us as we think through, you know, how to reach out to another couple. And Aaron and I, I, I think we've learned over the years that one of our favorite questions is like, we'll invite a couple over to, let's say, share a meal. It's such an easy way. Hey, why don't mm-hmm. you guys come over? Mm-hmm. And and then we always love to say, so tell us your love story. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys meet and fall in love? And and that's one of my very favorite mm-hmm. experiences because these love stories are always just beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we recently did an, an interview with a couple who got engaged after four days. <laughs> like, wow. like, like that was just amazing. <laughs> yes. And they've been that. married 37 yeah. years. Yeah. So, but very honest and realistic about what that journey has been like, both the great times and the difficult times. Yeah. And what an opportunity to share a story like that. Yeah. So hope is you guys are are figuring out, you know, what are we really looking for? Let's say that you land on, we just want a couple to hang out with and have game night and just Mm -hmm. have fun, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Make sure you include just sharing love stories with Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And because what Aaron and I found is that as we've talked about our love story, kind of Aaron, what you just said, Mm-hmm. We we always frame our love story with saying, hey, here, here are some of those mountaintop, here's some of the highs that we've mm-hmm. gone through, but here's been some challenging times. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the more that we're willing to be open mm-hmm. and honest mm-hmm. and transparent, the more likely they are. And all of a sudden, that's led right to doing, let's read a book together or let's yeah. join a small well, group that together. that term of if you're vulnerable, it's called vulnerability reciprocity. Wow. That the more vulnerable you are, the more vulnerable the other person is going to be or the other couple. And, you know, I that one question I love, but of course, don't start with this one. <laughs> this is one like several dates down the road is what has been the hardest year of your marriage. Hmm. And it's amazing to hear those stories because you learn so much about yeah. there's things that I've known people for a long time and didn't know that they went through a year um, like they did, yeah. you know, 20 years ago, five years ago. And so it's just it's just a, an interesting way. But the more vulnerable you guys are, the more vulnerable they're going to be. So if you're struggling, be honest in an appropriate way with them. And, you know, then more than likely they're going to respond to that and react in the same way that you have offered. Well, Hope, we appreciate the question. We wish you the best as you guys Mm -hmm. find those couples that you can share life with, do life with together because man we we need couples in our life we need community we always say that you know marriage is a team sport that that we need to have others speaking mm-hmm. in and just mm-hmm. doing life with it does take a village to raise a marriage absolutely well thanks to hope for your question and look out for your copy of crazy little thing called marriage and if you're listening today and have any questions for us contact us click the link in the show notes to leave us a voicemail and if you want to remain anonymous you can
Thank you for joining us for Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. Assessing where you are in your relationship and where you can improve is a great reminder and can help you take steps towards a stronger marriage. Yeah, be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, we want you to have a seat at the table every week as we help equip you and your spouse to have a lifelong and satisfying marriage. We also want to see you grow spiritually, both individually and together, so that you can turn around and invest in another couple to help them build a thriving marriage. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk with you again next week about this crazy little thing called marriage. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.